Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Yerald, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And I am here today with Christy Whitman. And Christy, welcome to High Road to Humanity. Thank you so much for having me, Nancy. I'm so excited to be with you. I'm excited you're here. She's written this really cool book. You see on my markers in here, you guys, <laughs> The Desire Factor. This is right up my alley. This is right up my audience's alley. We talk about affirmations. We talk about manifestations. And that's what she's going to talk about today. And she works with a really cool council um, that we're going to talk about. So it's a spiritual show. I want you guys to share this one. And um, this is a really good one. But let me tell you a little bit about Christy. She is a New York Times bestselling author. She's a transformational leader. She's an author of the forthcoming book, The Art of Having It All. Okay, so we've got that to look forward yes. to. <laughs> she's appeared on Coast to Coast with George Norrie, The Today Show, and The Morning Show. And her work has been featured in People Magazine, 17, uh, Women's Day, Hollywood Life, and Teen Vogue, among others. She's the CEO and the founder of the Quantum Success Coaching Academy. This is a 12-month Law of Attraction coaching certification program. Now, Christy has helped thousands of people worldwide to achieve their goals, and this is through her empowerment seminars, speeching, speeches, and coaching sessions and products. So um, she has a wonderful bio. I'm so glad you're here. I want to know, here we are, <laughs> how did this all come about? You know, we've all heard about the law of attraction, um, but then on the flip side, you know, I want to hear your story because you have a council that you work with. So I guess I want to know, was this a spiritual journey? Was this a religious thing? How did this whole thing come about? Well, it's interesting because I was raised as a, you know, I'm a I'm Catholic. I, I, I was, I was Catholic. I, you know, Italian. So it was very much like Roman Catholic, Italian family and went to church every single Sunday. And I got confused confirmed and you know oh, I, wow. I went went through all the as they call it sacraments except for got married in the catholic church and um i found myself graduated high uh, college and i went to arizona state university i graduated moved to chicago ready to set out on this you know rewarding career to make myself in the world and make my own money and have my independence and I did all that. And I found myself making a lot of money. I had a great career as a young 24-year-old living in Chicago and had a lot of promotions and responsibilities within a very short period of time. So I had a lot of success. Right. And I also was engaged to be married. So I found the one and you know, all aspects of my life from the outside in looked like it was working. But I felt so depressed. As a matter of fact, mm -hmm. my my girlfriend's in seventh grade. She said, Christy, I've never seen you more depressed. I've never seen, you're usually a happy person and I, you're, you're engaged. You're planning your wedding. This is supposed to be the happiest time of your life. And you're like the saddest. And right. that kind of just awoke me up. And it's like, it's true. If I have all this outer stuff, if I got the guy, if I got the accolade, if I got the success, I got the money, I had the body, mm -hmm. you know, friendships, I had everything going on. Yeah. How come I'm not happy what's, what's going on. Right. And, and so I started thinking, well, maybe it's a, a religious or kind of a spiritual thing. And I went back to the Catholic church and for me, it just wasn't fill, fulfilling me. I, the answers would just weren't there. And I felt even more depressed. Cause I'm like, well, great. If this isn't it, what is, <laughs> oh my goodness. And so there was a hunger. There was just a, I mean, a, a tremendous thirst for what is this all about really? Mm -hmm. Cause I'm 24 years old. I mean, you know, you were young though to to come up with that at that age. I will say this because I that didn't really, you know, at 24, I was just like having kids and do it, you know, I wasn't even thinking about that. So I have to say, you started this journey young. I did. I'm now yeah. 52 and still young, but um Yes, you, you are. Know, yeah. But but yes, it was like I started, it, it was interesting because I broke off the engagement. 
uh, very quickly started dating someone long distance that lived in California. And I actually moved there to California. I made a lateral move with the company I was with. And um, I was in Northern California. And within about a month of being there, I found out that he was cheating on me or that he wasn't faithful or loyal. And oh, so wow. I, I broke up with him. And in doing that, I moved into a, a woman's house because I didn't know anybody in the area. So I lived in a room, renting a room from a woman. Right. And um, the one person I met through this boyfriend was a hairdresser. And here I am, I need to get my hair cut. And so her name was Janine and I went to go get my haircut and Janine had a, a way about her an energy about, I could, I didn't have that language back then, but she had an energy about her that was just so different from anybody I'd ever seen or met. Right. And so being as blunt as I am, you know, kind of having conversations, I'm like, okay, what do you do? Because you're like a really happy person. <laughs> and, and she said something that literally changed my life. She said, I meditate. Yeah. And I, and again, this is a long time ago. This was like 28 years ago. So this is the, the very first start of the internet, you know, but at that point, I never knew anybody that meditated. And the idea of someone that meditated was that kind of like Woo -woo. bearded yeah. <laughs> guy with a white hair, long beard, sitting in yogi position, oming with a white, you know, so sitting on the top of a mountaintop, that's who meditated. meditated. Yeah. You're, you're a hip hairdresser from San Ramon, California. What do you mean? Right. Yeah. And so she told me about how she worked with a meditation teacher and she gave me her phone number. So I'm like, if you remember back oh. in the nineties, those big old brick phones, oh, yeah. I'm, dial <laughs> I'm dialing, you know, got the brick cell phone as I'm walking out the salon, dialing oh her number. Oh my gosh. And, uh, I, I called, left a message. She never called me back. I was super persistent because it was like, if you remember the movie when Harry met Sally mm -hmm. and they're in the restaurant, the, the woman's like, I'll have what she's having. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. That's how I felt. I'm like, I want what she's, what she's got. got. Yeah. There you right? go. Exactly. So I wanted, I want to meet this meditation teacher. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I want to be I, like her. Well, right. there you go. You just made my whole show. Cause that's exactly what. <laughs> That's the deal, man. That's what we're all trying to do is reach right? that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I finally go to Melanie's house. I met at her house and I walk in now again, this is so foreign to me because it cracks me up. Now I have all this around my house, but mm -hmm. I walk up to her house and she opens the door and there's angel statues and clinky clinky new age music and, you know, different incense and candles. And I'm like, what is this place? What are we doing? And she invited me to sit on a cushion on uh, the floor and yeah. her big, huge fat cat, Steve came by and sat by my feet and and then she looked at me. She didn't say a word to me. Just welcome in, sit down. She sat next to me and she goes, you create your own reality. And when she said that something, it was like cracked open in me. I was like, yes, that's true. I knew that to be true. I create mm -hmm. my own reality. Mm -hmm. And then the other part of me that never heard that before, that didn't, again, no internet that time it was just coming online right it right. was like if, to to go find those kind of books it was in the back of the bookstore right and they were they were in the crystal shops right i know the, the woo woo places <laughs> so i had never stepped foot in any of those kind of places so i didn't never heard that before and when i heard that it absolutely changed my life and at mm -hmm. the same moment i felt that split between i know this and wait how how do i create my own reality and she said your thoughts. You create your reality by your thoughts and you're either attracting things to you or repelling things from you based on the way you think. Now that was a moment of the way I think, like my thoughts are my thoughts. My thoughts are real. What do you mean? Like, I didn't have an idea that I wasn't my thought. I thought right. I was my thought. Right. And that, that was like a moment. Right. And so she, I love what she did. She goes, just go home for a week. And I want you to pay attention to your thoughts. Yeah. And so I started to pay attention to my thoughts. And, and at one moment, this actually shocked me. I walked by a full length mirror in that room that I was renting. And I had about five different negative comments. You're fat, oh. you're short, you're, that, you're this, you're, you're not good enough. You know, I heard my, and I'm, who is saying that? Like, that's the thoughts I'm thinking. Yeah. And I remember calling my girlfriend on, same friend since seventh grade. And I said, yeah. 
I am so negative. And she goes, what are you talking about? You are the most bubbly, outgoing person I know. And I'm like, that disturbed me even more because what clearly was coming out of my mouth was not what was happening in my head. So there was some kind of filter happening. Great. But inside my own head, it didn't feel good. It didn't feel good to be me inside of me if I've got this berating, you know, thoughts and I'm not Mm -hmm. enough. And yeah, you did that, but you didn't do that. Or look at her comparative, like, oh, well, she did it better. I know. Oh my gosh. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And having the awareness of those thoughts, Mm -hmm. I went back and saw Melanie and she said, okay, well, let's start shifting your thoughts. And I shift thoughts. So my work began by understanding there's a difference between lack mentality, not enoughness, and an abundance mentality, enoughness, more than enough, all sufficiency. Mm-hmm. And that became my, I was just curious for myself because I could see how I was in lack and I could see how I was being negative. And as soon as I started to shift things, this is how I learned about before I officially learned about law of attraction, right. I was applying it. And started shifting, started meditating, started okay. connecting, right? There's, this was all happening at the same time and was having like tremendous success. All of a sudden things started shifting. I got recruited to move to Sacramento, work for, uh, as a marketing director for Pepsi-Cola and, you know, just had a lot of success, made a great guy. I was in an eight-year relationship with him, different than any other person I, any other man I'd ever dated. Cause I used to like bad boys. This guy wasn't a bad boy. He was a nice guy. He was a nice so, guy. Yeah. So we started now, shifting. Were you doing affirmations or were you just meditating? So you were doing a little bit of everything. Okay. I was doing everything. Okay. I was after, I was affirming. I was meditating. I was vision doing boards. Yoga, okay. Vision boards. Yes. <laughs> okay. I was okay. listening to Wade Dyer on a cassette tape as I would walk. That's how mm-hmm. long ago that was. Mm-hmm. And, and so it, I was just feeding myself with a new way of thinking. I was feeding myself with things that felt good and positive, and I was seeing it reflected in my life. Mm-hmm. And it was about five years into practicing it for myself when one night I was meditating and I had a vision of a book and it said, Christy Whitman, perfect pictures by Qu- Christy Whitman. And I thought, well, that's great, but I never wrote a, wrote a book. And that night I went to sleep and at one five in the morning, I was woken up by this voice. It was not my own thoughts. I was aware that it was not me because it was like the information that was coming through when I tuned into it and paid attention to it. It's like, wow, that's helpful for what Mm -hmm. I'm going through right now. Mm -hmm. So I got up, went into my office, put pen to paper and was starting to write down what I was hearing. And it was like the first word, the first sentence, the first paragraph, it all just came and my hand became automatic. It was like, right. I just started writing without right. me knowing yeah. what I was writing. Yeah. And that happened for seven nights in a row, one Oh five in the morning, same exact time. One Oh five. I love it. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm into and numbers. So, so I'm thinking, yeah, hmm. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so I, I then got the book published and started speaking to people in, you know, doing workshops and going into like new thought churches and spiritual bookstores and things like that. And people started asking me, do you coach? Now, again, like meditation, my frame of reference for a coach was like a cheerleading coach, which I used to do. I used to be a cheerleading coach for, you know, seventh and eighth graders. So I was like, what do you mean coach? Like a football coach? And yeah. no, a life coach. Yeah. What? What is that? that? Exists, yeah. <laughs> right. You pay people to tell you what to do, which now is, I totally understand is not coaching obviously. But, um, you know, so it it was interesting that people would ask me and I'm like, no, just call me on the phone. I'm not a coach, but I can help you through, you know, understanding law of attraction, shifting your energy and things like that. Mm -hmm. So people started calling me and they started having results and they, like one person met their partner, a next person got a promotion. Another person started, got um, an increase in salary. So it was like all these things started happening for the people I was helping And I loved it so much. I had so much passion and I felt on purpose for doing that type of work, which is interesting because around that time I was feeling void of passion and purpose. So I started to cultivate 
what if I felt passionate? What if I felt on purpose? What would what that, does that feel, feel like? like? Yeah. I love yeah. that. Well, cause in the law of attraction, and I've always said this, Christine, gosh, you have such a wonderful story. You know, they always say, I can remember years ago, um, reading the law of attraction and then realizing years later that nobody ever talked about the feeling because you can say it and you can think it, but you have to feel it. It's that feeling. And, you know, that's what you talk about in your book. There are so many things in this book, you guys, that I was just like, oh, my God, I know that. But it kind of just all came together. You talk about alignment, and that's kind of what you're talking about right now. You say that hearts and minds are in the perfect sync with our divine nature, and we're at our most creative and our most resourceful. So that's it. It's because, you know, here's the deal. And here, as you're talking about this, I'm thinking, okay, it's just like you said in the beginning, we, we see ourselves as one way we speak, but then in our mind, what are we thinking? Mm-hmm. And what's that's, the imi- what's the image we hold of ourselves? Cause that's right, huge. Right. Well, and it's like, what are your thoughts? Are they matching up? And that's really the key. I feel like you've got to match your thoughts with your feelings and that's hard to do. It's easier said than done to be straight with you with what I've realized. But I've yeah. also but I've also realized as you do this work more and more, then you start to be aware of your thoughts and then you start to, you know, pay attention and you start to change them. I mean, talk about this. That's just what what I got from your book. It's aligning our energy fields. You know, I'm really into energy. And yes. when did you bring into the when did you start bringing the energetics, I guess, into this? Well, I always did. That's the interesting is that I really, yeah, from day one when I was coaching and that's why people that were getting um, results were like, what are you doing? And then as I was coaching people and I went full time in my own coaching business, corporate America, I had people coming to me going, I want to do what you do because you do it differently than anybody else. One person might certify in law of attraction, but you certify on the seven essential laws. And you talk about something that's very, very different because we have to incorporate the whole aspect, the whole consciousness. Right. And if you think about what's the consciousness, it's the words that we speak. Mm -hmm. It's the thoughts that we think, right. It's the feelings that we feel or don't feel. It's the perspective, the beliefs, what we hold, that image that we hold in our minds and then the behaviors, the actions that we take. And when we can have those in alignment with what we want, right? We can't say, oh, I want success. Oh, I'll never have success. We can't speak against it right? or there's split energy or there's resistance, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I was doing energy work with clients and bringing that into the certification and certifying coaches. And then one particular day, I was on a call. Now this is before Zoom or anything. We were, again, this is many, many years ago. Um, we were doing instant teleseminar for calls, right? Okay. And it was a meditation, if you will, a very advanced form of meditation. And I was doing what I call checkout. So I would kind of read people's field and you know do some coaching with them. And in this particular day, all of a sudden my hands went up and I was like looking at my hands going, what is happening here? And I couldn't put them down. Oh, wow. And then all of us, and then all of a sudden I saw this woman. Now I was in Montreal, Canada. She was in, um, in, uh, Washington. We didn't see each other. Right. So all of a sudden I could see her and my hands were like on fire and they were like, I could see they were around her neck um. and then all, and I didn't, I didn't tell her, Hey, my hands just went up and went around your neck. They just were doing this and I, and I'm just kind of not saying anything at this point. And she goes, did you just put your hands around my neck? And I said, I, I did. And she goes, I could feel that. She goes, I've had a stiff neck all day, woke up with it. I've been in pain. I've had, you know, sometimes you get those kinks and you're mm-hmm. like, Ugh. she was, she was in pain. Right. And so you're so running the energy and you're not even knowing that you're running the energy. I was like yeah. trying to put my hands down and they were, then they got on fire. They were like super hot, like having a hot flash in your hands. You know, I was like, what is happening? And so I just kind of, again, just let myself go with it, not resisted it. Right. And as soon it was, as it was done, she was like, wow, my neck feels better. And I'm yeah. going, I don't know what happened. Next woman, same call. I'll never forget. Her name was Barbara, also on the West coast. All of a sudden I hear what I call the council now, but I hear them because it was a lot of voices. 
And it was clear, tell her to go to the doctor and get her hips checked. And I am going, I am not going to tell someone that. <laughs> I, I'm not a, I'm not a, ooh, got a boo-boo, run to the doctor kind of girl. So, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. I'll do essential oils or I'll do rolfing or I'll do acupuncture before I run to, you know. Yeah, we're the same. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'd rather try the the new age or, or the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the natural approach before I go, you know, all of it fits, all of it has a place, not against, but for me personally, that's what I choose to do. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm not going to tell her to go. No. <laughs> and they they were persistent. And so I go, okay, Barbara, please don't kill the messenger. I'm not sure why they're telling me this, but they are being really persis- persistent. They've told me this over and over. So I'm just telling you. That next week, she made an appointment with her doctor, went to the doctor. She had cancer in her hips. Early stage, caught it before it was an issue. Saved her and life. That, it's a blessing. It's just such a blessing. So then at what point did you say, all right, who are you guys? And what are you doing? Like, did you feel, because here's the thing. I mean, you always want to go, okay, are you holy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I mean, how are you about that? I just want to know, because that kind of. It just felt right. It felt good. It was, yeah. it, 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 you know, I, I could feel it wasn't a bad thing or a bad energy. Right. It was a really expansive. It's a good and, energy. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it felt good. So um, to answer your question. So I, after that, I resisted energy healer for many years. Right. Mm-hmm. And finally, it's too woo woo. Cause it was too woo woo. <laughs> so you, Nancy, you'll love this, right? Yes. I was coaching when coaching was super woo-woo, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Coaching starts to get mainstream. I personally, the Quantum Success Coaching Academy has certified over 3,000 coaches, right? The conversation of coaching oh, wow. is okay. coming online, right? So I'm not woo-woo anymore, but right. now here I am, I'm an energy healer. So now <laughs> I come out of the woo-woo closet again, right? So I did that. I'm like, okay, I'm a coach, but I work with energy. I'm an energy healer, right? Kind of came out of that closet. So now- energy healing is getting a little bit more. And then all of a sudden I start channeling. So then I come out of the channeling (laughs) woo-woo closet. So I I continue to be ahead of the woo-woo curve. I don't know why, but I love it. That's awesome. uh, Yeah. So to answer your question though, I started communicating with them. I still didn't have their name or who they were at this point. I just knew it was a collection of, of high beings. And one day I was driving down the road. Okay. I was on the freeway. I had Mm -hmm. to pull over because not only did I hear them, I saw them. And it was like a huge circle of, I I just wish I could even like have words to describe, but it was just this lights, like this light circle. And they were telling me very specific instructions, create sacred circle of light. Ooh, that sounds great. What is that? Right. Yeah. Go on a zoom call with people in your community every week, you know, have it be a year program. It was just like very clear. Okay. So I did that the next month I launched it and I had six people, six women from my community that were in sacred circle of light. And on this one particular day, I'll never forget. Cause it was my son's, my youngest son's birthday, September 17th. It was actually 2018. And I was with the last lady doing energy work. And all of a sudden, I, you know, using, utilizing their service, the, the sure. energy to come through, doing all that. Yeah. And all of a sudden, my consciousness went out. I could have sworn, and I have a video of this actually happening on YouTube. It's amazing. But I could have sworn to you that my, con- like I flung over the chair that I was like listening to them. And they stepped in. Yeah. Yeah. And I would have bet my life that if on the recording, when I saw it, my body was like this. Oh, flung over. You know, if you can't see my podcast, I'm flung over my side of the chair. I'm not sitting upright. Mm -hmm. And when the video came back, I'm, it wasn't me. I mean, it was my body. But it wasn't you. You were speaking. Yeah. Different voice, different tonality, um, accent. Um, mannerisms were different, everything, but I heard what they were saying. I heard, I got bits and pieces of it. And so when they left and I came back in, I was, oh my God, that's never happened before. I was crying and the girls were crying and it was, it was amazing. And they've been with me ever since. And then as we were, you know, connecting and I'm like, who are you? They said, we are the council of light. We are, we are the divine 
quantum council of light. Okay. What so, a blessing, but it's a blessing. It, oh, such a gift, such a absolute it's such a gift. gift. Yes. I'm so now, grateful. Now I get to ask, do they have a message for the audience? Well, I can bring them in. Yeah, too. for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Let me go get them. Okay. We are here. Hello, delights. We are very happy to be included in this conversation. We are here really to help each of you that are open, that are have been asking for how to master your life, how to really deliberately create a life that you love. And our answer, the solution for everything is mastering your energy. Because everything is energy, a thought, a word, a belief, a perspective, a picture. It's all energy. And all energy forms. You all know this, or you would not be listening to this wonderful woman into your sale. So how do you then take practical tools? What do you do as a human being when you are have and have access to all the energy that you would ever need or desire, how do you hook up with that energy, be the one that directs that energy, partners, collaborates with that energy to then feel a certain way to create what you desire. And so this was the first thing that we came through and said to Christy, we don't want to create a program. We're creating an experience. And we want to take people through the experience of understanding what a lot of conscious people have understood for a long time. And that is that energy is everywhere. Everything mm -hmm. is energy. Science, quantum physics, all that has proven that. Right. Okay, so if that... And we hear humans all the time, go, oh, well, everything is energy. But then they go, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> that's negative energy that you are sending out if you are complaining, if you are judging, if you are criticizing, mm -hmm. if you are comparing yourself to others, if you are holding on to resentments and hurts, if you are in a place of not expressing or not allowing the energy or the emotions that have been stuck or imprinted to be able to release. And we will tell you, it is actually very easy to release an imprint, to release a pain point and to release that energy so you are free from it so that you can be a conduit for the higher energy that is available. Because you were both talking about this, dear one, your consciousness creates your reality it right. is your words it is your thoughts it is your perspective it is your emotions and it is your physical actions that you take in the world but most people are not focused on their own consciousness they're focused on if my husband could just be different then I could <laughs> be happy okay so I have a question yes. so when you bring in I bring in the light every day and I bring up the light does that clear the blockages I feel like it does well, let's talk about it this way. You okay. are, there's three aspects. And really what a lot of people understand is the aspect of you transmit energy out and then you get something back. That's law of attraction. Right. What we want all of you to understand is there's a much deeper story. You are energy receivers. So in what you're talking about is you are receiving in energy. And that obviously, when you bring in a higher energy, that energy dissolves the lower energy and transmutes. Right. So continually bringing in, connecting with, feeling your way into a higher energy is a really, really good place to start. Because as your focus is more on the light and feeling good, that obviously, yes, changes and shifts. It's kind of like dusting off 
the, the stuff that is there. But the deeper core, core issues, this is really the second part. You are an energy receiver, but you're also an energy container. Okay. So the three aspects of you are receiving in energy, you are holding energy, and you are sending out energy. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening like a breath. You bring in, you have a little bit, you hold inside, you always have breath inside of you, and then you breathe out. Even when you're exhaling, there's still breath inside, unless you deliberately take out all of your oxygen. Even then, <laughs> there's still breath inside of you, right. or you wouldn't be alive. There's energy inside of you. So to understand this deeper healing place is what are you holding inside of your energy container? Another way of saying it is what is your energy inner mix? Because you have all of you have available to you a spectrum of emotions like like going to a piano keyboard you've got different frequencies and different vibrations mm-hmm. based on the the notes that you hit with your fingers you have access to all of those vibrations energy frequencies but you have to be the one that deliberately brings in that certain frequency and if you're feeling any type of split energy You deliberately bring in the energy of joy and then 10 minutes later, you're feeling frustrated or you are bringing in the energy of love and then you're feeling fear. So that is what we call split energy. And wherever there is split energy, that's where there's an energy imprint. And a lot of times it happens from when you are in your younger development years. And so what we do as the council is because we are not physical beings, we see holographically. So we can look at someone when we're in the scanning phase and and look at someone and go, oh, when you were four, this is when you got a split. This is when you had an an imprint. This is when you made a decision where that became a, remember how a belief then creates the reality. This is when you solidified a belief or you made a decision or someone told you something that was not true and you believed it and you've been creating from that place. We can see where that is and then we help people be able to bring in through processes and technology to release it so they are then free of it and then they can, like you said, bring in the energy to then fill that void or fill that space when you're releasing the pain point and you're then coming back into releasing the pain body and then coming back into the love or the light body then the inner mix shifts and changes it's like the recipe the what you hold in the container it shifts because you're releasing out and bringing in something new Mm -hmm. and each time you do that, you are changing your own energy intermix inside of your container. I love it. Now, I also bring energy up from the earth. I teach the audience to do that. I believe yes. the earth energy is very healing. Can you address that? Yes, Gaia, it is your home. It is, and it is not. All of you really from understanding you are light, you are non-physical. So all of you are in a temporary uh, passport, if you will, to, to be here in these physical bodies. And while you're in the physical body, the earth plane is your home. And as you connect as a physical human being, you need to feel the basic human needs. You need to feel safe. You need to feel grounded. Doesn't it feel good? Now, if any of you have a wheelie chair, you won't get the experience. Maybe go sit on something that's solid. But as you're sitting on a solid chair or you're sitting on the ground, you feel the solidness of that earth energy. And that earth energy, the ions and the minerals and the frequencies and all that is there and accessible to you is very grounding. That idea of abundance from an earth perspective and all that you have in the way of earth, when you bring that up through your chakras, when you let that resonate with you, you are like a tree. The image of a tree is perfect. The tree has a very solid base and very solid roots 
And then what does it do? It creates branches and those branches then create leaves and the leaves are what is very high and ethereal and it's very flexible and it moves with the wind. The base of it doesn't move at all. It's stable. And so if you look at the very first, one of the first things that were birthed on the earth, the trees, mm -hmm. yes. how can you feel solid in your base, in your lower centers and feel ethereal and let in like you're talking about, knowing that there's energy available to you at any point to bring that in and letting that mix between your heart center. The stability of light is powerful. Yes, it really is. I want to ask you about something that I've come across and I also read in Christy's book, she talks about is just surrendering, letting go in one way. And, and, and the reason I bring this up is because in one way we are creating. And so we have to create it, but then on the flip side, we have to not hold on to it. And it's a balancing act. I feel because I want to create something, but then I don't want to push it to the point where the universe doesn't let it happen. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. There is a balance. There is a collaboration. And so there is, well, we talk about, you, you are aware, the seven steps to how energy actually sets up. And when you think about it, as a human being, you're always in one of those steps or needing to be in one of those steps. So if you're wanting something and you're feeling anxious about it, or you don't know the solution, or you feel worried about it, or you just don't know how it's going to turn out, right. the idea of surrendering that. Now, let's just pause for a minute, because surrender does not mean like the white flag, I give up, I abdicate, <laughs> I surrender, you can do whatever you want with me type of thing. It means I surrender this negative emotion. I surrender this split energy. I surrender that thought that doesn't feel good. I let that go. And therefore, after you surrender, okay. bring in. Because when you let go of something that doesn't feel good, such say a, a lower level vibration, if you don't fill up, replace it, you go back by default to that lower level vibration. Okay. So the surrendering process, like you said, it is a balancing. It is an understanding of what is your role as the human creator and the, the individualized creator itself, the divine aspect of you as the creator, what part is whose? And that's where the desire factor really shows you that you are co-creating with the divine. And when you are to a place where you have aligned and you focused and you are joyfully expecting, you're not thinking, oh, I want this, but it's not here. You're aware that I want this. I desire it. I don't have it yet, but boy, do I joyfully expect it. Ooh, <laughs> the, 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 the fun of it the creation of it, the epops of manifestation that show the evidence of it. That's a fun experience. And, and then to understand that you have it, to, to, to have that energy, to feel that passion, purpose, love, freedom, that energy is accessible and available to you now. That is the divine's part to provide always. It is your part to receive. And that having is you in that receiving mode and that holding inside of your own energy intermix, your own container. And on top of that, amping up that energy, loving, appreciating, having gratitude for that having. Well, once that happens, you surrender. What do I need to do? I don't know what I need to do. I surrender that to you. Give me. It's your job, if you will. You have a bird's eye view on my life. You you have all the answers. You have the solutions before I even knew that I had a desire. This is the partner that you get to partner with saying, okay, done my part. Show me what to do next. And you get to be in receiving mode of then hearing, seeing, sensing what's next for you and what action you need to take in the physical world. 
So what you're saying is, like Christy says in the book, feel what it feels like to have already received it. And when you're in that mode, then stay in that mode. And if a negative thought comes in your head, get rid of it and just wait for the divine to create what you've asked for. Is that right? Surre- well, surrender, surrender the thought, create a new thought. Okay. Right. Surrender the, the, the negative angst, thought, right. Or the okay. negative feeling, right. Surrender it. And then you get to bring in, whether it's an energy of compassion that neutralizes or another higher energy like abundance or success or another one of those higher vibrational energies. If you are releasing an energy that does not feel good and you're coming into the place of compassion, that neutralizes. So that energy of compassion, as you surrender, bring in the energy of compassion and just be open that is where you get your next mm, action steps is a good way of saying that. I like that. I don't know. I just stay in a joyful state and I pay attention to the signs. I think well, more more than ever. Um, and so I always tell the audience, pay attention to the signs because the universe seems like it's always giving us little signs if we're paying attention. Indeed. Okay. Indeed. There is, okay. there is always guidance for each of you. You all not only have obviously your divine life partner that is the one that's breathing at you it's the one that's beating your heart thank goodness it's not something you have to do on your to-do list today beat my heart digest my food grow my nails and my hair and oh i probably should make myself go to the bathroom you don't have to do any of that the life force in you is taking care of that so you can see there is already things that the divine does in this partnership and things that you do. And when you understand the roles and that you, you, what role you play in that divine connection, it makes life more elegant and fun. And like you said, the balance between, oh, now it's ooh, inspired action. Now I go do my thing and I do it with the fullness of my beingness, expecting 100% of success, not, well, okay, I heard you. I'll do a little bit. I'll just kind of put 50% in instead of the fullness. And when you put the fullness of yourself into what the actions that you're doing, well, then you're bringing your divine self with you. It's the difference between getting on your computer that's not connected to the internet. You're a really good computer. You know a lot. You have a lot of information. But when you cook up to the internet, well, now you have access to the entire world, like you have access to all the frequencies and vibrations in your universe. Yes. Now, I want to know... We've got, we don't have a ton of time, but I want to know, I feel like people are starting to connect and starting to work. You can say universal energy, you can say God, you can say source. Do you, as the council, feel like people are really starting to get this to where we're changing? Well, yes, there's a lot more consciousness happening as far as awareness of you are the person that creates your own reality. And there's more seeking, more, I, I want to know, like Christy years ago, I, how, how do I do that? And there's more people that are realizing that what this old paradigm, if, if making, trying to control, manipulate, trying to, if you change, then I can be happy. And that just doesn't work. It's find the, the joy, find the connection, find the energy, and then all things shift, including relationships. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so, yes, there are more and more waking up waves of light. You know that as you add light to your own self and you express that light through just resonating with light, the people that you meet at the grocery store, on the road, you, one person, creating and connecting with light offsets millions who are in darkness. Wow. That's powerful. I feel like there's a lot of love coming back. I know that the Venetians work with us. Um, I know the angelic realm works with us. Do you want to address that for a second? Well, each of you has your own stadium of light. We like to say, imagine that you are at the 50-yard line of a football stadium or you are on the biggest stage, maybe Madison Square Garden, and you are center stage on that stage and all the seats are filled, whether it's in the stadium or in that Coliseum, 
for you. And each and every one of those seats are beings of light. They are there to support you. And when you can, we like the image of being at the 50-yard line and seeing all the rows and rows and rows and all around from the sides to the back. When you understand that this is the support, this is the light support, you're the one in the game and you have so much on the other side of the veil, if you will, supporting you but you have to be the initiator you each of you have been given free will and choice and that includes either turning into the fear and the doubt or looking upward or asking for help from your stadium of light that's fantastic because i always say that we have to ask because the angelic realm just like you guys are there to help us but they can't help unless we ask it's universal law. We can it's not an assertion-based right. universe. So that means that we cannot see you having a struggle and going, oh dear, let us just do something. You have to turn it's when you are on your knees and you go, help, we go, all right, where can we help you? Look, give her this, show her this, bring her that. If you're receptive to it, because if you're like, help, 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 you know, you're still <laughs> in the asking and we're like, well, we're trying to because shush, let us help you. Well, and that's like prayer. So when we say a prayer, it is received. And Let's that's talk about prayer. Okay. A lot of people learned how to pray. Like we, we will look at, say, Christy's mother. She prays a lot, but she's always praying for God, get rid of this. And God, do this different. And God, help that. It, it, it's a panic. It's a, an, remember, even a prayer is an energy. And mm. so if you are praying with the energy, with that intention of fix this because I'm so broken, the focus is on, the negative, the lack, the broken, or right. the, the the not having what you need, and now you're desperate versus a divine light, God, fill me with light. Let me see a higher perspective. Show me something I'm not seeing. Let me see a different solution to this. Show me the guidance. Give me the guidance. Let me see the next step. It's mm -hmm. a very different energy then oh, god help me and you're right and i do that i ask for guidance and i i think that thank you for that because it's true and i think people need to hear that um is there anything else that you want to leave us with today that would really help humanity before you go yes we want each and every one of you to know that you are infinitely loved that is for everybody to know that. Yes, even the things that you did wrong, even the things that you got punished for, even the things that you regret you did, even the times when you were told you were bad when you weren't, it, whatever it was, or when you did something that was not, that you still judge yourself for. Well, I don't know if I could be infinitely loved because I I have premarital sex, or I don't know if I'm infinitely loved because I stole something when I was six years old, or I don't know if I can be infinitely loved because I cheated on my boyfriend or, or ooh, I, I cheated on my taxes. The, the things that some people would deem to be something to be shamed and guilted for, we and all of the universe infinitely loves you. Be well, dear ones. Thank you. So just allow yourselves to receive in a nice downpouring of light. Just breathing in light. Just imagining that you're being showered with light, like you're standing under a shower head of light, just grounding you back, feeling your hips, taking a breath in. I like that. That was nice. They're pretty amazing. I'm very grateful. Well, yeah, because, you know, we all need to hear that we're loved no matter what. And that's the biggest thing, to be honest with you. We all need to know we're loved and we all need to know that the other side knows how hard it is for us down here. But we chose to come. We chose to be here and it doesn't have to be hard. It's it, We have contrast, but if we know how to pivot off contrast, 
and master our energy, that's when it doesn't, it doesn't need to be hard. It doesn't mean there's not difficult moments or that there's not, you know, difficult things that show up, but it's our perspective that then brings in the new moment and then the new moment and the resources for the solutions and things like that. We're in school. (laughs) (laughs) We're in school, man. And we're learning this stuff. I think it's wonderful. Thank you, Christy, for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Our book is The Desire Factor. And thanks for bringing in the council. I think it's wonderful. Um, Anything you want to leave us with today? We're tell tell everybody about your website, about your new book coming out, what you got going. Well, we... I think that was a misprint on my bio because all my books are out right now. I'm not oh. on anything right now. The <laughs> like, art of oh. having it all. Yeah, the art of having it all is actually. Is it right times. there? I haven't gotten yeah. it. You'll have to have you back. We'll have to yeah, have you perfect. back for that. Yeah, okay. that's one of my New York Times bestselling books. Um, okay. And then, um, of course, The Desire Factor. So, you know, we're just, the biggest thing is that people ask me all the time, like, where do I start? And because I've been asked that for so many years, I created a free 30-day program. It's called Watch Your Words. You can go to watchyourwords.com and it it helps you just be aware. Each video is like two to three minutes a day. And it tells you what not to say, why, and what to say instead so that you're shifting your vibration. And it's those little, just little words that make those huge shifts. Because when you think about it, words create thoughts, thoughts create beliefs, beliefs create your reality. That is amazing. Thank you for that. All right. We're going to get out of here for today. You guys, if you want an angel reading, go to my website, go to nancyurelt.com. We are out of here for today. The book is The Desire Factor by Christy Whitman. Everybody have a fabulous week. Take care and God bless.